Say what? Say what radio show? With no agenda. It's always a surprise. But if we're not having fun, we're doing something wrong. And... Oh, don't know how that happened. And welcome to the Say What Show. It's June 17th, 2023. This is Nancy Hopkins here. With me is Dolly Howard. Yes, she's coming back because she was listening to the end of the Jan show. And Walt Silva, I'm not sure where Mona is. She's She's in chat. Oh, oh, okay. Is she in, in the radio station? Is she on? In Skype. Yes. Oh, there you are. Okay. Mona Rattler's here. Yay. All right. (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. Um, Everybody here? Everybody okay? I heard everybody. Okay. If you heard them, probably everybody did. Oh, man. Jan's show today was like, I mean, every every week it's, it's a good show, but today it was like, wow. It was on fire. Woo. (laughs) I have I have the Tucker clip by the way to play. Oh, oh good, good. Yeah. Um Yeah, I I I took notes. I actually and I took quite a few notes. Did uh Walt you you said you heard part of it. Did you hear most of it or just part of it? I, I heard it, I heard in, it in, on, on the, the Twitter. Twitter. On what? In on Twitter, Twitter on on the phone. I heard uh, the the whole thing. That's why I was I, I I'm found. Talking, the... no, I'm talking about Jan Shaw. Oh no, not no, not the whole thing. No. Okay, Mona, you probably heard it or not. No. Oh, okay, okay. This was this was such an amazing thing. First off, she started re- reading Fulford, Ben Fulford, which we re- read on the Co- Cosmic Reality Show for years, back in. 18, 19, that time frame. And uh, we finally gave up on it because it seemed like there was a lot of, let's say, errors in it. (laughs) We were finding things that weren't true. But he sure does tell a great story. And she's got some hesitation about him, too. But um, one of the things she said was that the Rothschilds have surrendered. And she started listing a whole bunch of people that sort of left the scene, including uh, King George, you know, that guy that's king of England now, the queen's son there. Charles. Yeah, Charles. But isn't he King George? Or is he King Charles? Oh, I... King Charles, where is is George coming in from? No. I I thought I I heard it. I wrote it down that way. Uh, And I'm I'm questioning it, too. But anyway, he's gone to Transylvania. You know know that uh, the guy that was the uh, inspiration for Dracula? Vlad, 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 Vlad. Vlad Tippish. Yes, yes, that guy. Well, he... Uh, the king is in, in Transylvania at that place. <laughs> He's running low on blood? I don't know. I just thought it was so funny. <clears throat> um, and this was, oh boy, I would like to have an hour show or more on what she said regarding Trudeau. She said that 
there's a, a military tribunal that is ch is charging him with war crimes and that the 500 fires that were set were set with uh, direct energy weapons and she went into a whole conversation about how the um, fire department was being delayed they had sabotage there was all sorts of other things that were happening that was fascinating and let's see what does this say put out is this the, i'm sorry is this the fires in canada yes yes oh. fires in canada and then she says that she was talking about um one of the native american the Al i'm not sure which one it was uh the algonquin yeah the algonquin thank you um i'm glad you can read my mind um <laughs> somebody better huh <laughs> yes thank you thank you um that they had done a rain dance but we had we had brought people in and we were we engaged the uh, eagles and everything but anyway the fi the fires were put out with rain and then she went into a thing about the new york city smoke the red smoke in new york city and she's right, uh, well, whoever she was reading, um, that there was something else in that smoke that got into New York City because it was red in New York, but you'd see clouds of it anywhere else, and it wasn't red. How? Why was it red in New York City? <laughs> oh, my God. New York uh, City was always the site for their bio... Uh, experiments. I, I remember the the one year. Okay, everything was uh, every year in New York. There's always the uh, the flu season. So you know, every time the cold comes around, people are gonna get the flu. They're gonna get colds. Blah blah blah. You know, the usual spiel. But one year uh, during the cold season, uh, it was. I think it was at the in the in the middle of autumn. When you were riding the train, it was weird. All of a sudden, in all the train stations, there was like a like London fog, and it didn't smell. It it was it was not a smell like a, let's say something is burning, something electrical. It's hot and burning, and it's creating a, a white. No, it wasn't smoke per se. It was more like a like some kind of mist. Well, the very next day, everyone and their dog came down with the flu. Hmm. So that was it was it was obviously some kind of experiment. Uh, me, luckily, me and my mother we had, we weren't affected because in that in those years, uh, for more than five years before we even until the time we left New York, we were using the homemade rife machine, and we were using it three times a week. So we never again came down with the flu or cold or anything. But uh, yeah, everyone else was coughing and sneezing and whatever. So obviously, the the city was a test site, where whatever they deployed in the train stations that affected everyone. So I'm, I'm not surprised that, that they did. Yeah, that's really interesting. I remember you saying that once before. Was it train or subway? The train stations, all the all the trains. That was above ground, not below. No, 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 no. This is the subways. All the city subways. Because it would be more contained underground than it would be above. Yeah, I guess. Uh, the, the the above ground uh, train stations are all the lines that run on uh, 
the Floodbush, all the, uh, what do you call it? Uh, in suburbs. suburbs. All the suburbs, yes. It's, they're all above ground. But if you're in the city proper, there's nothing above ground. Everything is underground. In fact, so many so many layers, especially if you are in the in the time, um, what do you call it, uh, Times Square. I mean, that thing is crazy. It's like six levels below ground. I mean, there are some some trains lines that I had to take where I kept going down, down, and I'm thinking, is there an end to this, or am I going to hit China or or the hell? <laughs> this is like nine non-stop. So many layers, layers down. And those are the ones you knew about. Yeah, exactly. Right. So many secrets everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Um, another thing she said was that Putin has supposedly said that the demons took over the West. Hmm. I love that. I mean, it was a little more than that, but that was my notes here. And then they, then they got, she got into the Trump speech. And I don't know how many of you saw that, but um, it was after the indictment. And it, they, they go all the way to New York. And, I mean, it was on, there was, they followed them camera-wise from the takeoff of the plane to the landing of the plane to this huge motorcade that took him to wherever he was going, some, uh, it, it was a pre, uh, pre-scheduled event, uh, fundraiser it was. That speech was unbelievable. Dolly, I'm not sure, I, I didn't, it just sort of like it was on, it, I was watching the Fox News and they were covering it, you know, I wasn't really thinking about that they were going to show his whole speech. And they did. Was this the one that he did after the court appearance? Yes, when he flew up to, I guess, I don't know where it was, New Jersey? Someplace up. One of those states, yeah. yeah. I didn't see it, no, I didn't get to it. Oh my God, it was unbelievable. I mean, she only gave a, a snapshot of the things he was saying. It was, and, and I did, He's, you know, when he said, the seal has been broken. And the way he was, it was just, you knew that this was something. This was unbelievably something that was happening. And, I mean, he basically, all I can tell you is that he said exactly what we say week after week. So seals uh, makes it sound like a black magic ceremonial thing or something. Wasn't black magic though? No. No. What was it? I, I did. I know I I read it, but I can't remember what. But it was a seal that they that was broken. That now. The deep state opened the door so they can go after them more. So, like a legal seal. Yes, yes. Like they shot themselves in the foot. Oh, amen. They shot themselves in the head, not oh. the foot. <laughs> yeah, and also, um, 
Russell sent me something that I didn't get to research, but supposedly Trump has said that what he was going to say, the storm is upon us. I didn't get to check out the where the link that he sent me. So I don't know if he really said it or not. I'm wondering if anyone out there knows. Did he say that? And where can I find it, please? Well, he didn't say it that night after the indictment. I would have heard that. I, I heard. I mean, I sat down and listened to it. Sometimes it's in the background, but no, I was paying attention because it was so compelling. <laughs> yes, yeah. he's. Each speech he's given now gives us more and more information. Yeah. I really wanted to hear that speech. It's probably out there someplace. I'll see if I can find it. Well, like Jan said, um, Trump is now being escorted by more Secret Service, by uh, the military, openly. This is happening openly. And he's in these big, long, not arcades, uh, big, long caravans um, because they got so much protection on him. And helicopters. Yes, and the ambulance is going along, too. They don't usually go along unless it's the president. It's blatantly in your face, people. <laughs> right, and I think that that was another indicator in that when he left Miami, I mean, he I don't, I they, they, I did, I don't remember seeing any pictures of the caravan that he was in. But I was, was watching it. Russell and I were watching it on TV. Did you see they, a caravan as he went to the? courthouse yeah they shut down the the highways i mean the big ones and um was that in miami every road he was on yes yes Uh in miami when he was on his way to the courthouse and when he was on his way to the airport they shut down roads. Every road he was on, they shut down. The caravan was, geez, I don't, I don't know how long it was, but it was long. And uh, when he got to the airport, they, they all followed him around the airplane. So he, he went on the steps and got in, in the airplane. And he stood there like he does at the top of the stairs. He stood there for a couple of minutes and I thought just get your butt inside the airplane. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want him whichever one of him it was I didn't want him to get shot. I didn't want to go down that road. So, so it was uh, very impressive. Like a true ex-president. Not like a true president, not she an ex. She said it like a true ex-president. No. Yeah. Like exactly. a president. <laughs> but Biden is an ex-vice president. 
Um, Dolly, when they got to the airport, uh, it was the Trump plane there. How many yeah. people did you see surrounding the plane? How many people got out of those cars? Uh, I don't know because I, I was so busy watching Trump, I didn't look around at the other cars. Uh, I, I felt, well, he's pretty safe there until he stood there and didn't <laughs> get inside the airplane. <laughs> and I'm screaming at him, get in that airplane, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh well everything she said to today, you know, I mean it it just it makes you feel like okay, everything's happening, you know. It's it's happening. Because one of the things that it is is the the taking the uh assistant FDA FDI FBI uh assistant director and he just he, he was saying things like i'm not going to tell you about that i'm not going to talk about that <laughs> i mean it was it was in your face stupidity because i mean i think he can be brought up on contempt charges for not answering questions in congress <laughs> I gotta, I, get, i'm sorry i got lost who did that who didn't the, answer the assistant director of the fbi Oh, that dude. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm and, with you. And, and and the congressman that we're talking. Well, actually, they were senators. He was up. He was before a senator. So the Senate. Wow, I didn't realize that until I just said that. Was he? I, I'm not sure. I think so. But anyway, he was before Congress, and he just was squirming. I mean, it was like, but they were absolutely. In your face, you know, the Biden crime syndicate has done this, and do you, did you follow this? Because what, what's happened, what we talked about on the Cosmic Reality Show, I think, but the there's a whistleblower from Burmese, Burmese oh, what's the name of the company? The oil company that Hunter worked for. Burmese, my mouth is Burisma. Barisna, thank you, thank you. Right. It, yeah. Yes, yes, an executive there that paid Biden Joe $5 million and Hunter $5 million. And he took recordings, he's got like, I think 15, 17 recordings of the conversations regarding the, the bribery. And it's, it's not clear in other, I haven't seen it kind of tied to that. But I got to thinking about it because I was listening to somebody and I'm wondering if you remember when he got before the uh, Foreign uh, uh, Council for Foreign Relations and he said that he had said to the president of the Ukraine, fire the attorney general that's trying to look into my son's companies businesses oh yeah he did a bribery thing yeah right in right on the camera yeah yeah well he's telling these people he said and i said to him well you're not going to get the five billion five billion with a b dollars that the american government was given to who Z Zizinski. and 
so they, they, he fired him. You know, maybe that was what the bribe was about. Because, it, you know, it sounds like it was all happening about basically at the same time. So, um, you know, which is, ap- and, and this was, we actually talked about this at the time that all this was happening with President Trump and his uh, conversation that he had with Zizinski. Because we 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 took the transcript and went through it and it was nothing there was nothing in it that indicated that trump was saying that to that president of the ukraine uh look into this uh biden's interference in the this uh, oil company type of thing and that's what he was brought up on impeachment charges so the charges now being leveled at biden is virtually the same charges except there's a lot of proof not only did he confess to it which we knew at the time but he also managed to have the guy that paid him the bribe now become a whistleblower i mean it's just like you can't make this stuff up Or somebody did, maybe. Maybe they're all following script. And the other thing was, is she said that the UN building was shut down? Yeah, they're shutting that down, too. A lot of people have disappeared and are disappearing. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm just sitting back eating my popcorn. I have a question for you, Dolly. Oh. Since you're, uh, how about the your your finger on the pulse of uh, everything going on in Twitter? Why that that blonde woman? No, is, I don't. Well, at least let me believe that, so I can ask you a question. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> that that blonde woman is supposed to be Biden's wife, correct? She's uh she's that blonde lady, Biden's yeah. wife. Okay. Yeah. Why do they? Feature, there's a picture on in Twitter. She's looking at the camera. She's making a heart sign with her fingers, like she hearts somebody. And it must be obviously it's obviously some kind of photo manipulation. Behind her, you see uh, Hunt, Hunter getting a glow job from a from some girl, but you can't see that what's going on because her. Heart, her head is on it, and it's saying something about Mother's Day or something. So, is that a message for somebody? No, I have no idea. Oh, okay. Well, I thought you would know. No, I only go on t- Twitter to listen to uh, the guy I like, Tucker. Okay. And once in a while, I go into Bongino's, but I don't do Twitter. Twitter, whatever it is. I don't know what it, why it comes up. Uh, is it is it automatic? Because I don't remember choosing any of that stuff. It just comes up. I have no idea. Hmm. Well, I guess he he was a porn star at some point. Who was? Hunter Biden. Oh. He's, <laughs> he's the one in the photo. I don't know. <laughs> in his own dreams, he's the one that took all those friggin' pictures that are on the laptop. Oh, oh. I heard. I heard him. I heard a, a, a 
uh, something he had said, and he was talking about the laptop that disappeared. And he apparently lost one in Las Vegas, but it doesn't necessarily mean it was this one. But he said that he had, um, he just kept the camera on. He recorded everything. God only knows what's, what's on, the, on, on the actual, you know, recording. And he, he thinks that the Russians stole it because he was having sex with a Russian prostitute. <laughs> Oh, that's the important part. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I mean, you got you got to laugh at this stuff. It's just getting so preposterous. I don't know. I wonder, like in twenty years, and people look back on these days. I wonder what they're gonna think and how they're gonna feel about it. It's just so bizarre. Yeah, but right now, I mean, you got you, you got to like the the way it's looking now. What are you hearing there, Mona? Is she there? There's just so much bullshit out there. <laughs> yes, there is. There definitely is. So do you want to, uh, oh, this, okay, so going back to the uh, president's speech there. While they had the camera on Trump giving his speech after he'd been indicted, all of a sudden there was uh, another frame that came up, and it was Biden speaking someplace live. But I was so fascinated with Trump, I never really looked at what I was looking at. But it turns out that Trump put, I mean, Fox put up, wannabe Biden. <laughs> wannabe dictator Biden. And it was flashing under the screen something about something. I don't know what it was, but that's what it said. It said, wannabe dictator Biden. And Fox realized what was happening. Somebody did. And shut that feed that that goes underneath the pictures but the two pictures were there and it flashed by i didn't see it but i i watched a uh program where they actually showed it and the guy that did it resigned right after he did it and now he's been fired or something even though he resigned but that was just really crazy and Tucker responded in this that fourth <clears throat> episode that he put out, and <clears throat> this is what he's talking about. So we might as well take a listen to it. Let me just pull it down. It's not too long. Uh, okay, here we go. 13 minutes. Hey, it's Tucker Carlson. On Tuesday afternoon, the Biden administration had Donald Trump arrested. It was a pretty big news story. You may have seen it. Just before 9 p.m. that night, as part of its coverage, Fox News ran two live video feeds next to one another. On the right, Donald Trump addressed his supporters in New Jersey. On the left, Joe Biden spoke at an event for the Secretary General of NATO in Washington. Beneath those videos at the bottom of the screen, Fox's banner read this way, quote, Wannabe dictator speaks at the White House after having his political rival arrested. 
Those words were up for less than 30 seconds, but the effect was immediate. Inside Fox, the women who run the network panicked. First, they scolded the producer who put the banner on the screen. Less than 24 hours after that, he resigned. He'd been at Fox for more than a decade. He was considered one of the most capable people in the building. He offered to stay for the customary two weeks, but Fox told him to clear out his desk and leave immediately. Then the company issued a public apology for the 27-second-long wannabe dictator line. Quote, the Chiron was taken down immediately, Fox's PR department said, and then added ominously it was, quote, addressed. That was all true. But it was not enough to save Fox News from the ensuing scandal. For a time in the rest of the media, Fox's assessment of Donald Trump's arrest seemed to overshadow Trump's arrest itself. Suggesting that Biden is a dictator, declared the Washington Post, quote, crossed the line. Alexander Vindman agreed strongly. Vindman is the perennial MSNBC guest and full-time Ukraine promoter you may remember from Russiagate. On Twitter, he demanded that the Pentagon pull Fox News from all military bases. It is, quote, absolutely unacceptable for American Forces Network to carry programming that directly, spuriously, attacks the commander-in-chief of American Armed Forces, Vindman wrote. In other words, Joe Biden must ban all criticism of himself because that's what non-dictators do. John Cusack went further still. For the crime of calling Biden a dictator, Fox should be shut down wrote the 80s-era movie star. Quote, the government has to take away their broadcasting license. And so on. It was all over the internet. Democrats were very, very angry. But why were they angry? If the banner on Fox was false, why the hysteria? Lies don't seem to bother anyone anymore. If some cable news producer had called Joe Biden a genius or accused him of being secretly Sudanese, would anyone be yelling about it? Would Fox News have apologized for it? Probably not. But calling Joe Biden a wannabe dictator, that stung. So you've got to wonder, if you're being honest with yourself, is Joe Biden a wannabe dictator? That question came up yesterday at the White House briefing. Here's how it went. Last night, um, Fox News ran a chyron that uh, referred to the president as a wannabe dictator. And I'm wondering if the White House has any comment on that. So look, there are probably about 787 million things that I can say about this. Uh, that was wrong uh, about what we saw last night, but I don't think I'm going to get into it. There's no comment the White House has. I, I think I just commented. Oh, no comment necessary. Of course, Joe Biden's not a wannabe dictator. Just because he's trying to put the other candidate in prison for the rest of his life for a crime he himself committed doesn't mean he has a totalitarian impulse. Come on, that's absurd. It takes a lot more than jailing your political rivals to earn the title wannabe dictator. That's the consensus in Washington tonight. And in some ways, for once, the consensus may be right. It is not a small thing to be a wannabe dictator. It's quite a process. There are a lot of steps. First off, there is the money. The one thing that all dictators have in common is they enrich themselves and their families, their tribe, even as the countries they govern grow steadily poorer and more desperate. They take kickbacks from businesses and from other dictators. They use the official functions of their government to funnel cash to themselves. They don't bother to hide the fruits of this. They live in garish mansions with big lawns, far from the teeming cities, even as their own citizens languish in growing poverty, in some cases, literally living in tents on the street. So they don't really hide it, it's all pretty blatant. And ordinary people resent it. 
Of course they do and want to be dictators. No, they resent it, but they don't care. There's nothing the population can do about it in a dictatorship. It's no longer possible to fight injustice in a system like that. People can't gather in large numbers to protest the rule of the dictator. If they try that, they'll be arrested by his state security services. Even years after the fact, a visit for men in body armor at the breakfast table, that happens. And if citizens persist in believing they can gather in groups to protest, they may be shot to death, a bullet to the throat. And then, just to make the humiliation complete, to make the lesson gin clear to everyone else watching, their relatives can be arrested for daring to complain that their children were killed for complaining. That actually happens in some places. Ask Ashley Babbitt's mother. Here she is in handcuffs. You murdered her inside the Capitol, now you're going to arrest her? So don't be like Ashley Babbitt's mother, much less like poor Ashley Babbitt. She's dead now. That's the message a wannabe dictator would send. And by the way, it's not just public protest that would be banned in a dictatorship. You wouldn't be allowed to complain from your own home. Unauthorized opinions expressed on the Internet would be censored. Go too far, press too deep, tell too much truth, and they'll just erase your opinions. They have no choice, really. It's a matter, as they say, of trust and safety. You must trust the leader or else you will jeopardize his safety. Not that you really can jeopardize his safety at this point. The leader has nuclear weapons and you don't. He'll remind you of that from time to time. And in any case, you're in the process of being disarmed anyway, along with everyone else who has shown questionable loyalty to the leader. Those who support the regime can keep their weapons and use them freely, including on public transportation. That's a core civil right for them. But for those who dissent from the program, self-defense is an unaffordable privilege. Turn in your guns, Mr. and Mrs. Peaceful Opposition. You're a danger to society, and we know who you are. And in fact, the wannabe dictator does know who they are because he knows everything. Technology has made him all-seeing. A report in Wired magazine just this week revealed that the highly non-dictatorial Biden administration is busy tracking the phones of millions of Americans without their knowledge and without bothering to get a warrant. And at the same time, the same non-dictatorial administration is stockpiling a massive trove of damaging information about these same Americans to be used at some point, we are sure, for entirely noble purposes. So the administration now knows everything, where you spend your days, who you talk to, what you think, your porn habits. Not a big deal. The administration already knows what you buy, of course, because they've leaned on the big banks to turn over your confidential credit card information. Not because anyone here is a wannabe dictator, to be clear, but just because. It's nice to have that information, just in case, in the words of the Fox News PR department, a situation arises that needs to be, quote, addressed. It's all totally normal. It's not a dictatorship, okay? But in the end, the main reason you know Joe Biden is not a wannabe dictator is because he just does not fit the profile as a man. Dictators have that look. You know one when you see one. Dictators build cults of personality around themselves, and they use those cults to deny the glaringly obvious. In his later years, to name just one example, North Korean dictator Kim Il-sung developed an enormous baseball-sized tumor on the back of his neck. It was huge. It was grotesque. It was right there. You couldn't ignore it. You couldn't possibly not see it. 
But in North Korea, state media did ignore it. They pretended it didn't exist. And so in some important sense, it didn't. If a tumor grows on a neck, but no one acknowledges it, is it really there? Thankfully, nothing like that is happening in our country or ever will. If Joe Biden ever developed some profound physical or medical problem that was obvious to everybody, journalists would say something. This is not North Korea. We don't have state media here. If Joe Biden was, say, incapable of completing a full sentence or mistook his sister for his wife or suddenly started falling down in public for no reason, the New York Times would report on that and they get to the bottom of what was actually happening. That would be its duty in a free country like ours. It's not like they would cover it up. The very idea of a cover-up sounds like a conspiracy theory, a dangerous one, actually, so stop it. And by the way, if Joe Biden was a wannabe dictator, he'd have the family to match. All dictators do. Saddam Hussein had Uday and Kusay. They were princelings who lived above the law, indulging their most decadent fantasies with total confidence. They would be never held to account by the police. As the sons of a dictator, they knew they could do exactly what they wanted. And so that's what they did. There's no one like that around Joe Biden. He doesn't have weird sex scandals at the heart of his family that no one in the media will ever talk about. He doesn't have a ne'er-do-well former nightclub-owning brother who's made a living for 30 years by being related to him. Not at all. That's dictator stuff. Joe Biden doesn't award ridiculous inflated titles to his relatives that the media are then required to take seriously. He doesn't call people doctor who didn't go to medical school and then force you to nod along like it's real when everyone knows it isn't. Nikolai Ceausescu did that with his wife, Elena. Joe Biden would never do that. Nor does Joe Biden dress like a dictator. He doesn't do photo ops and mirrored sunglasses driving a sports car to convince you that he isn't frail and senile, but instead powerful, virile, and wise. That's just not his style. If Joe Biden was a dictator, he'd be wearing epaulets and carrying a tasseled riding crop. And he isn't yet. So calm down. If he was a dictator, Biden's speeches would look like Nuremberg rallies, a blood red backdrop, armed soldiers by his side, screaming about crushing his eternal enemies. Honestly, Biden did come close to that one time last September at a speech in Philadelphia, but it wasn't in any sense dictatory, dictatory. It was necessary. As MSNBC assured us at the time, quote, Biden aimed to showcase his faith in the military apparatus and its ability to back the democratic order. See, it was about democracy, not dictatorship. No cause for alarm. He is not a dictator. A dictator would stockpile ammunition for his own bureaucrats, including his tax collectors. He'd redefine the legal code to make disloyalty to the regime the most serious crime. He'd claim dominion over the most intimate parts of his citizens' lives. He'd define what attitudes they were allowed to have about sex and religion and how to raise their families. He would even, in his final grandiose stage of dictatorship, claim ownership of their children. And Joe Biden wouldn't do that. And to prove he would never do that, Biden just this week released this video. These are our kids. These are our neighbors. Not somebody else's kids. They're all our kids. And our children are the kite strings that hold our national ambitions aloft. It matters a great deal how we treat everyone in this country. LGBTQ Americans, especially children, you're loved, you're heard, and this administration has your back. See, Joe Biden isn't saying your children belong to him like a dictator would. He's saying something very different from that. He's saying America's children are, quote, our children, not his alone, ours. You share your children with Joe Biden evenly, right down the middle with alternating weekends. 
you've got joint custody with Joe Biden. And you can thank heaven that you do. A nation is like a family. Every family has a head, a father. That's Joe Biden, our nation's father. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is now his fatherland. Just don't call it a dictatorship or we'll have to issue a statement disavowing you. You gotta love Tucker. I do. I do. He elevates sarcasm to an art form. He definitely does. <laughs> <laughs> At first, when I was listening to him when he was on Fox, he would do his sarcasm, and I would think, what? Does he really believe that? Finally, I got it. He does a lot of sarcasm to get the point across. So, uh, people out there, if you didn't know that, you got to read between the lines. He's not really saying, he's doing it sarcastically. That's what he's doing. I love it. Oh, he's he's an artist. (laughs) 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 And I heard... I heard Mona going, oh, and Mona, had you not heard it or you had heard it and you're just hearing it again and really getting the. No, oh it's the God. first I heard it. Yeah, it's it's crazy, crazy. Uh, I don't even know what to say about it. Well, Tucker's right on with it. Oh, absolutely. Oh. And now that he's free from Fox. He can say what he really wants to say. That's what I'm enjoying. Well, I think <clears throat> I had to wonder when this came down that, you know, how many other people at Fox are are planning their exits with something like that? Well, you uh, heard about his people who worked with him, right? With They quit and went and built him a new studio because Fox tore down. Down his studio at his house. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that there's. I've said from the beginning that as many bad people that are, you know, in control of these various different organizations, there's some very very good people, and it's going to take the good people standing up, and the more people that stand up, the better it's going to get. Um, I mean that beer commercial with the transvestite or trans I don't I, I don't know what to call them weirdo well, what's Fox decided to call them the they're calling them influencers These- <laughs> it's like Greta how gross yeah. what influencers yeah yeah you mean the transvestites are influencers well, it, it comes from the uh, land of uh, TikTok. And oh. these, these people go out and they they be crazy and then people get money because you've looked at their bullshit. And so they've got influencers. <laughs> That's what they're calling them. And, you know, the Bud Light thing. When they put her, him, they up on their commercial and... $25 million they lost, like, I mean, <laughs> instantly. They've lost their uh, number one status as a beer in America to another country, I think. Sounds like a foreign name. I don't even know the beer. Um, 
Meloda, M-E-L-O-D, something like that. But anyway, the situation right now that we see out there is that the American people stopped buying that beer. And now it's become a joke. They bring it up all the time, you know, as, as something you don't do. Don't drink light beer, um, you know. Oh, but you see, did you hear the news that uh, Garth Brook is coming to like a like a savior? He's going to defend the beer. <laughs> it's like, who's so? Who cares what a singer likes? Uh, is he so such such a powerful influencer? Yeah, you're going to pay attention that what he likes to drink. I guess I don't know. <laughs> oh, you mean he's he's now the the. Uh, yeah, he's going to. Go defend. He's gonna be a spokesperson defending, you know, the Bud Lizer and I'm like, really? Do I care what a singer drinks? <laughs> Money talks. Oh God. There are those that do. <laughs> yep. An awful lot of people. Isn't he a country western guy? Yeah. Huh. Money talks, I guess. Well, maybe he's going to, uh, uh, what do you call it? He's going to back go uh, after the Brokeback Mountain effect. You know, the Brokeback Mountain movie is all about these uh, gay cowboys. So he's a country western singer. So he's, uh, you know, going after that that group. I don't know. That I don't know. Are you making that up, Walt? Is it just something you're pondering? <laughs> no, that's what that's what I'm wondering. He's a he's a country western, and he, there's a there's that all that fame behind that movie that uh, so many people in, in the gay community seem to admire that Brokeback Mountain because it was so emotional. And it's about gay cowboys. So I guess that's the angle that he's shooting for. I don't know. I'm just trying to make sense of it. Out of Money a senseless talks. world, you know. <laughs> and he talks. Yeah, well, the, one of the congressmen said, okay, because the Congress went out and they found like $10 million in, I don't know, a dozen different small companies, phony companies that didn't make anything and didn't provide any services that was laundering the money to get to the Biden family. They found $10 million of that from one bank. But they had 10 other banks to they'd had Biden uh, deposits in it, so they were they subpoenaed these other banks, and one of the guys said they were talking about the fact that the banks are responding to the subpoenas, and he said, "Oh, this week we'll have another ten million for, for another bank." So I mean, the, so are the, you saying that in this country it's illegal to make a lot of money? Well, when you're taking it to be a traitor to the country, you know, I mean, th this is high treason. The Constitution says that the President of the United States can be basically brought up on charges in of impeachment for uh, crimes against the country, including bribery. And on top of that, you find that... Um, he 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 took the problem with the documents and he made it into a legal problem 
under the Espionage Act. And that was uh, something that Woodrow Wilson put into effect during World War One to protect the interests of the national security, but he was really shutting down anybody that was uh, political opposition to him. And it had sat there for a hundred years until Obama pulled it out, dusted it off, and started using it. I forget who he used it against. So the fact that they brought this espionage thing into it, it's to prove espionage, you have to prove that a, you had the documents that you shouldn't have had, and that you wanted that you gave them to somebody that shouldn't get them, and none of that is even. There's no evidence of that. It's all he he wanted to do that. You know, he intended to do that, but there's no proof that he did it, even in the indictment. So the whole thing is stupid. But from that concept of the seal is broken. Um, you have instigated the use of the Espionage Act and you can prove without a doubt that Senator Biden had no right to documents that he had and that there was ample opportunity for him to sell off this stuff, you know, make money. Because if you follow his money, where did you get the money? You know, and then you try trace it back like they have. They took the all these shell companies and they traced it back and they found out that it was the Ukraine and Romania that he had taken that <clears throat> that money. We're not talking about the money from bribery. We're talking about that illegal money that went through these shell companies and then was dispersed to the Biden family, you know, friends of the family. It was money laundering. And so you've got that that from that one bank, they got that kind of evidence. <laughs> and the thing of it is, is that if, if nothing else, how much money does he owe in taxes? You know, based on the money that they found that was illegally distributed, was it in some way covered and paid were the taxes paid for and Janine I've got another clip later on about uh, Judge Janine she's uh, goes into this and we could play that too because it's it's a you know an overview she's written a book on it and um, so but based on that with the with the uh, penalties for not paying the taxes he would owe over two million dollars in taxes But isn't uh, illegal money tax-free? Only if you can hide it, honey. Uh, so the, the, the key is to be so smart as to hide it very, really well. Really well. Mm. But, you know, these people are stupid. <laughs> you keep saying that. <laughs> well, they are stupid. They are. <laughs> Just look what they're... They, they're caught. Yeah. But and because they provide the evidence, yeah. So the question is, are they really winning? Who? You know these people. You, you say you keep saying how stupid they are. Well, does that mean that they're winning or losing? Oh, they've lost. <laughs> the only thing that's happening now is to 
weed out the badasses and to continue with the play until more people have woken up to the reality. But I think they're kind of over it now because it's, the seal has been broken. You know, And you know, the other thing that made me, uh, I thought about, I don't know if you guys remember that ooh, a couple years ago there was a young man and he was autistic and he was just like, oh my God, the chart that he had, he had this incredible chart that showed what, the, what was happening in reality. And he was, he had found a, uh, a document that was published, I believe, in 2019, the fall of 2019. And it was a military document entitled The uh, Legality of War, something like that. And it was a DOD document that said, if it was talking about an in, the country losing the, the country being taken over by forces within the country and in order for this for for the let's ca just call them the white hats for the white hats to be able to uh, enact certain things like martial law and an actual takeover of the federal government in order for that to occur there had to be certain legal thresholds that had been made and this young man, that I mean, unbelievably impressive, he took that document and he compared it to what was happening on the ground in, rea you know, 3D reality. So the first thing that has, and, and this, these are all technical things that you legally need in place. Ooh, getting a thunderstorm. The, what 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 was what he was presenting was this idea that okay if you believe that the country's been taken over from the inside you have to prove that every branch of the government is guilty of treason essentially treason um and there's all cat this because there's all sorts of categories of combatants uh, enemy combatants enemies and traitors basically within the legal ramifications of it well obviously the Bidens are have committed uh, crimes against the government for the Constitution and they, they would you know they could get the death penalty um, but at a minimum they're going to be taken out of power the Congress is guilty of all sorts of dastardly deeds and that can be proven basically with the uh, the case the Supreme Court case by the trumpeters the Bronson brothers that Menson brothers I forget what their names are now Brunson brothers and so you have a situation where the people in Congress because they orchestrated that 6th of January thingy they went against the Constitution and broke the law and all of those people because they broke their oath to the Constitution uh, they've proven that that you know that branch is gone so the last branch to be proven to be uh, no good is the justice branch okay department not the Department of Justice but the Supreme Court the legal aspects of it 
and they have made some questionable decisions in in the beginning but he compares all of these things to the legal book and when when Trump said the seal has been broken I all of a sudden I remembered that legal document and I suspect that actually taking and manipulating as they did the charges it was it could it was not criminal charges invoking this concept of the espionage act was the last straw in presenting a case that will allow basically the the good guys to come out in the open and i suspect that that speech he gave and the fact that we've been talking about earlier in the show the idea that He's got all, not only, according to Jan, not only uh, way, way more, like three or four, two or three, I think she said, two or three uh, special, uh, what do they call them, uh, Secret Service, are normally with a, with a president that's not in office. And he's surrounded by, like, I think she said 23, but I, I don't swear by it. So <clears throat> they're, they've all, all of a sudden come out and said, look it, this is the real government. And um, I just think it's fascinating. So, um, anybody got any comments on that? Hello? Are you here? We're here. I'm here. Gosh, I everything looks right on the station, but maybe I lost it. <laughs> what do you think, Mona, about all this stuff going down? I think there's more hidden facts of reality to the truce that we're being shown one thing, but the other things need to be more evident to come out to be told. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Not even Dave can tell us what's going on. Well, there sure is a lot more talk about pedophilia and about that squirrely stuff. And even naming the people who are doing it, yes. And Is that yep. your rain, Nancy? That's my rain, yeah. That's what we had this morning. I sent it down to you, especially oh, yeah. with the little thunder and lightning. <laughs> are you seeing, Are you sitting outside the, <laughs> the porch? No, but the porch has a, a, it has like a plastic roof on it, so it makes a lot more noise, I think. Oh. All right. So why don't we just play a uh, song here? I think what time is it? Yeah, we're at the top of the hour. An aura geode, a black moonstone, citrine cosmic silver nugget, bracelets, shungite bowls, and much more at the Mystical Wares live auction. Have fun bidding for special items at your price. Mysticalwares.com slash live dash auctions. They deserve an all-out shopping spree, and their supplier of choice is Mystical Wares in Mount Vernon, Washington, an oasis of light in an otherwise dark universe. I spoke to Master Yoda the other day and asked him where he buys his shungite. He replied, tell you I will and not belabor. Mystical Wares. I also pick up spare parts for my light saber. So there you have it, folks. If it's good enough for Master Yoda and the Jedi Elite, it's certainly good enough for the rest of us. 
Mystical Wares in Mount Vernon, Washington. Online or on location, you'll be sure to give them a standing ovation. I am Ani, mad as the day is long, Avidician. This was Metaphysical Martini, a production of Cosmic Reality Radio, to whom we are most grateful. Until we meet again, my darlings, get involved in local politics, learn to identify the dirty tricks within the matrix, and above all, let the spirit inhabit the human. Scalar energy is demonstrating how good health depends upon balanced and stable human and animal energy fields. Test it out for yourself with a free weekly 12-hour remote session at mysticalwares.com slash scalar-healing. This is an ongoing program allowing you to pick and choose the scalar energy treatment you want. Thus, you must register weekly for the session presented every Friday. Experience the future of medicine now for the free sessions or sign up for one designed specifically for you. Go to mysticalwares.com slash scalar-healing. And remember, you must sign up weekly and receive the confirmation email or text confirming the session. Experience the future of medicine now. Whoops, my fingers and spasms there. Welcome back to the Say What Show. It's June 17, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Dolly Howard, Walt Silva, and Mona Radler. Are you guys back? Yeah, yeah. That storm should only last about 20 minutes, Nancy. Well, they're saying it's going to be for the next hour, but I checked how much rain is supposed to come, and it's only about 0.7 of an inch. Yeah, yeah it's not much. No, no, and this was the go away. I know. but And the dog tells me, too, because the dog is, well, the dog, <laughs> the dog started getting angsty a while back because it's been sort of rainy, a little bit rainy. And um, I said, I think you know something I don't. So I gave him some marijuana oil <laughs> for dogs. And they, it calms them down in storms. So he's under the desk, and I, I was watching him, you know, are you, are you concerned at all? And he isn't. So I said, oh, okay, <clears throat> probably no storm. And then I remembered I gave him the oil, and I said, well, maybe I shouldn't give him the oil because he's my... <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we're, I checked out there, the streets... Uh, it's not completely, I mean, there's water, but nothing, nothing really at all. So, um, okay, so what would you guys like to do next? Anybody, you got a list there, Dolly? I, I do. We covered a couple items already. Uh, oh, I wanted to tell y'all there's a new TV show out there. Beyond Skinwalker Ranch. Uh, I They only have had two episodes so far, but oh my gosh, I am really into that show. It goes along the same. It's in conjunction with Skinwalker Ranch. They're working together. There's two guys, um, CIA agent and invest, investigative. Uh, what, what is he? Uh, 
uh, investigative journalist. And um, those two have been assigned to go to different areas where they have this similar or same kind of activity that's going on at Skinwalker Ranch. And they're trying to tie them to see if they all tie together in some way, like tunnels under the ground or something in the sky, portals in the sky. So to me, it's very interesting. I believe it's on Tuesday nights. It's on the History Channel, and I think they said it's on at 10 o'clock. So I wanted to share share that with y'all. I had seen Um, the first episode, and I wasn't impressed. So I, you know, I'll have to, I'll have to look at it next week. It's right after Skinwalker Ranch. It comes on. Oh, is that one? I wondered if it was like that. See, I have fire sticks, so I, I, I usually see it like the, a day or two after. Well, the 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 first episode, um, that guy that owns Skinwalker introduced the rest of them of course they'd all they all knew about this but two or mostly they were introducing them to the audience these two guys and so they brought them in and it started at skin rocker and then they went off and they did some ghost place that had vortexes and i think i fell asleep i or wasn't paying attention because it just i never got grabbed by it but i'll take a look at it i did well, especially the second episode, these guys are really brazen. Um, they are, they were at Mount Wilson Ranch, and they had these huge bundles of dynamite. There were two uh, places underground that they wanted to get to because the testing that they did for what's underground showed there's something there and there's they know there's tunnels so they took these humongous bundles of dynamite and had a dynamite expert blow up the two holes boy i'm telling you I didn't realize I enjoyed explosions so much, but that really, that really was kind of exciting to me. But the thing is, uh, they had a snowstorm. I forgot what Nevada. It's in Nevada, and I think no, the last one is in Arizona. So uh, they had snow. They had a, a humongous snowstorm that everybody was going to buckle under for, like we do. With hurricanes, and uh, but I, it's got my attention because they got new equipment, even newer than Skinwalker Ranch, and Travis is getting all jealous of their equipment. <laughs> he says, "I want that, I want that," <laughs> and it's their equipment that they're using. He wants something similar, you know, like that. But anyway, I thoroughly enjoyed that. And that's that covers everything I had on my list because we already talked about most of it, which is a good thing. Well, Dave said that those things were connected, that there was going to be more and more stuff found out. 
So you got the political scenario that's that's playing out. You got the you know two concepts of disclosure. Um, one of them being the deep state in their releases of these videos and oh it's stuff out there we don't know who's who's running it and making you know fear type of thing for probably set up an alien invasion and then you've got disclosures like skinwalker yeah where they're actually there's something there is depth i mean they're getting all sorts of bizarre readings it's going slow it's like <laughs> oak island when oak island started out yeah Digging That's dick. what I like about this one. They aren't just crawling around, taking their time. They are getting into it. They are pussyfooting around. Uh -huh. hey, were you talking to Dave? Did Dave tell you that? Well, last show we did when he was here. Oh, oh, see, I don't remember everything what he tells me. Good thing I'm Yep. <laughs> it sure is. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's a, it's a security feature. He makes it that you forget what you talk about so that you won't tell anybody. Well, that could be. She told everybody. <laughs> <laughs> if she yeah, told me, she told everybody. <laughs> if I said it on a show, everybody who listens knows. <laughs> Yeah. So, but um, that's the way he wants it. Miss Mona, do you have something that you've been looking at that you wanted to talk about? I saw you sent me an interesting video. I didn't have time to look at it. There's all kinds of timelines and things that are being brought up, but you'd have to almost see the videos to actually get the information because it's stuff I don't hold on to I just watch the video and there's just been so much uncovered before all the information's gone because the they quote unquote is trying to take away the history and the facts of realities so the future doesn't get to know this week was the first week I ever had them take one of my YouTube videos and tell me about it. My whistleblower video about the oil spills and stuff like that. John Bowenball. So, uh, Who took it, Mona? YouTube. Oh, for goodness sake. Oh. It's not like I put them out all the time, but the whole thing is, is Cosmic Realities had so many taken too. Oh, they took the whole station down. Actually, today I got on the computer and my computer said they, that server couldn't be found for CosmicReality.com. And I jumped through a whole bunch of hoops and checked this and checked that and finally got on the telephone with somebody from Weebly, the people that, you know, responsible for keeping this, the website up. And so they check a few things and he comes back and he says, well, the technical people don't know what's what's exactly wrong, so they're going to have to re-index re your website. 
and it's going to take two to one to, one to two days, 24 to 48 hours. And I said, what? <laughs> you know, I'm like, what? And it was on Firefox and Explorer couldn't get there and my phone wouldn't get there. But he said that the technicians had found that, like Google, you could see it, and a few others, that they could see it wasn't all of the, the browsers. It was just specific browsers. So I said, all right, what, what can I do, right? And um, so about five minutes later, I was messaging Derek because I found out that Derek was having the same problem, at least on Firefox. His station was giving the same message. So <clears throat> I checked to see if he was on the phone. And <laughs> I pull up the the cosmic reality that would not go through before that, and all of a sudden it came up. So it went from two to four days to they found whatever button hadn't been pushed, you know. <laughs> it was... It was interesting, but I thought it might have been it might have been hacked. I mean that I got to the point where I was like, "Did I get hacked?" But no, it just seems to be. Or if we did, they fixed it fast. It's anyway, yeah, because it's not it's not nice what YouTube did to me. Not at all. <laughs> no. That means that. Mona and and we are on the right path. Oh, we're sure. saying the right things. But we're not saying anything different than anybody else now. When we started out, we were saying a lot of things that weren't being covered because there weren't. I mean, good lord, when we started out, there wasn't that massive thousands and th hundreds of thousands, millions probably, of a podcast out there. You know, there wasn't so many people out there doing uh, this, saying the stuff that we were saying. But now, we don't even say some of the things that we talk about the people saying the really bad things. <laughs> I mean, really good things in that they're releasing information. A lot of it's AI generated, too. That's, that's no normal yeah. human would be able to, but the AI can. Yeah, yeah. And I found that when, when the statistics got to a certain place on YouTube, that's when I seemed to be having problems. That's when they started up. So it's probably if you don't have anybody... Because, like, Beware 5G is still up. Last They haven't notified me. They've taken it down. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so who knows? <laughs> it's, it's just such a strange world. It's like I, I started I started a, uh, another book, uh, nonfiction, and life started getting in the way of it. And just recently, I was thinking about it, and I said, I'd really like to write that book because I'd like to know what the ending is. But I realized that I don't need to write that book. There are so many books out there now that are talking about what initially, you know, I I in a you know, a few dozen other people were talking about. Now it's it's hundreds, thousands, ten thousands, hundreds of thousands of people that are talking about the same stuff. So we're in a very good place. In a very good place. And I just feel bad for those people, the normies, that 
they're not they're not watching the greatest show ever. This is you know, and it is coming out in so many ways. It's like this bizarre thing with um, the baseball team here in the United States called the Dodgers. They're in Los Angeles, California, a very sick city and state. And they had these, I don't even know how to explain them. It's this group of people that are very, very nasty. And they're bad actors. And I mean that, they're bad actors. And they do things that are unbelievably demonic in going mocking the Catholic Church from, you know, doing perverse things with the crucifixion itself to just unbelievable bad stuff. And this baseball team, for some reason, thought that on Pride Month that they got here, Pride Month, that these people should be honored by some for something we could never I mean the Fox people I'm listening to Fox mostly and they don't even know what it's what what they're getting a reward for because whatever it was said was it didn't even make any sense so there and the question was if this had been a group mocking the Muslims or the Jewish people would it have been allowed at all no, it wouldn't have. But it was Christians, particularly the Catholic Church. And so there is this outrageous attack now. On, well, it's been since the COVID thing. They shut down the churches. So they're, they're attacking on all levels. And what happened to Dodger Stadium? Well, the Christians had some kind of a, a parade or, you know, I mean, they were peaceful. They were praying. They, they weren't being, you know, in any way disruptive. But on the outside of the stadium, that was happening. And there was the, the reporting on this. was well, well, there was a traffic jam, so nobody really knows what really, you know, happened. But when they introduced this group and gave them their award, more than 50% of the stadium was empty. And one guy said, I don't know who's running these companies, he said, but the Dodgers. How many how many of these people do you suppose are out there in the population? But the Christian the Catholic Church alone, he said, is some one point five billion people. He said, That's your that's your fan base is one point five billion compared to what? Why would you do this if you're a business? It doesn't make any sense. So it, it's happening at every level in every corner of the the reality is just screwy. I'm telling you, it's screwy, kids. So. Well, but didn't you say that uh, this was an, an attack on on the creator himself and be, and the church, the Catholic Church, is known for being for backing up the family and the family unit. So they don't want that. They they want to break the family unit, isn't it? Isn't that their their thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The agenda yeah. <laughs> to belittle anything that's natural and common from 
our days gone by because if you look at it the ones that are always on their phone they only get the headlines they don't get the full information of any stories and they're going to think that that's all true and history and that they need to think that that's the living law or living you know it's it's ridiculous how small-minded people are becoming thinking that just a sentence is a headline that is the whole thing to consider lazy just deceitful well it's whatever the phone tells you to think <laughs> that's that's why it's uh, attached to your hand right not mine but yeah <laughs> else's. right but it just makes no sense to me. It, it, like the one thing that happened, I think it was in Canada and the United States, is they tried to have one of those LBGQ whatevers. And basically, the Muslim mothers and fathers and the Hispanics and the Christians came out all on the same team fighting the um, LBGQ whatevers. Because they've had enough of it. Quit trying to change our children's gender and quit trying to tell them it's okay. I mean, 10-year-olds are reading books that tell you how to do these sexual acts on themselves and each other. It just has gotten so wrong and so bad. And yeah, most of it's in California, which is even scarier yet. What kind of parent would really allow that for their child to be around that? Well, that's what, doesn't Nancy say that the schools are purposely telling the uh, children to bypass their parents, to ignore their parents, don't tell your parents what you're doing? Isn't that, isn't that, what, what kind of uh, programming is that on the children? They're, they're, you're telling the children not to listen to the parents? Right. So what are you trying to do? You're, it's, it's almost that there are several uh, sci-fi books and novels that they portray this element this uh type of uh, uh society where the uh, the people you know have sex in order to procreate but it's not their job to raise the children in fact they never know who they children all the all all the children go into facilities and they are raised by a by an institution because uh, it's actually something that nobody relishes to the idea of raising children because it's such a such a hassle that they children are never raised by their parents they're raised by the state so and and, and I have seen several sci-fi books written along those lines well people people don't really understand we've done shows on this but let's go through it a little bit here so that people can understand why they think that they have a right to do this to the children and that comes about because of the birth certificate when you have a child and you sign that birth certificate that birth certificate is taken by the medical facility that you had the child in and it's sent to the I think it's the treasurer of uh, the state and this treasurer of the state then takes a copy of it and then that 
particular signed document, Live Inc., goes to the federal government, and I believe it's the tre- Treasury Department there, then that is, you take a picture of that and it puts it in record. Maybe they hold the original there, but that original document, it, you've signed your child over to the state. It's a legal document that says that you gave permission to the state to take your child. And if you look at the document itself now, you're going to see that it's it's actually a, a bond. And what that means is that they take every child that's born and they say, okay, during the, the life of this child, this sh- child should pay an average of X number of dollars as taxes. Therefore, this is an asset to the United States government and the document is sent to the World Bank and the World Bank, uh, the international money, money I, don't, I don't remember their, the technical name for them, but those people use those stock documents, those bonds, in order to, for collateral, in giving loans to the United States. And if you look into this, and I did a number of years ago, um, <laughs> I looked into this and a lot of other things like the Corporation of the United States and what this is all about, only because a, a Tea Party person, woman, was standing up in front of a crowd and she was sobbing, trying to tell this information to those people. Because the Tea Party came together because of feeling that there was something wrong, but not really knowing what it was. So there wasn't much of a platform except something's wrong. But within a year, they were very influential in United States political elections, particularly national election. So they scared the bejeebies out of the dark side because, you know, they, they very quickly were... Oh, I want to join. This is a great place. And it was the black hats that were coming in and taking it over until they destroyed it, sort of destroyed it. Some of the people out there in the Congress that are, uh, and senators, a couple senators, that are very vocal against the, the deep state, those people came from the Tea Party movement. So <clears throat> what we've got is we've got, an example, and it was very similar to what happened at the time that I was in college and we had the 60s revolution, anti-war, anti-Vietnam thing. And at that time, you had the schools coming together. And we very closely, if we had known the full depth of the depravity and what was happening, as an organization, it was very powerful because not only was it, was it all the universities, colleges, community college, all of them that, that had basically shut down over the Kent State uh, killings. But there was uh, union leaders that were also the labor, the, you know, the, the, the labor unions. They were coming in and starting to work with the university. So it was a very dangerous situation for the federal government. That's when they started doing a lot of stuff to, the, to mitigate the ability of the people to come together and they worked at it and but then boom all of a sudden you got uh the occupy wall street thing that happened 
and then you got the Tea Party thing happening, and you had these strange grassroots groups that were coming together that that posed a very deep danger to the to the to the established state. So you you, you know you look at what and Trump. I mean, he 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 basically stood up and said, "I think you guys are right." He has virtually been a Democrat. I'm going to run for Republican uh, president, and we're going to now we know what the details are. We're going to do this, and that the the foundation of what is Trump's supporters really come from from those groups that um, saw a problem, weren't sure what it was, and then Donald Trump come along and could put names of people to it, um, operations that they were conducting, a group, the deep state, and, he, and the enemy, the media, you know, so he was able to put all those fears, the things that were going wrong, and giving some reason, some substance to the fact that these aren't just boogeymen, these are real things. And that's why he, you know, is so popular. It's not that we think that he's could walk on water, but he is the first politician because now he is a politician. But he was the first person that got into politics that was capable of taking over the White House and saying the things that we knew were wrong. So the whole evolution of what we see now is incredibly inspiring. Because I mean, I was there and. 1970 when the Kent State thing happened. I was there with the groups of people that were shutting down the universities, colleges. I mean, my autobiographical life is, you know, 75 years of narrative. I can tell you what happened, because I can remember. And if I can't remember, my guides will guide me to information. I just get it in my head. I see it again. Okay. Um, so we've got a situation now that just is ripe for something new something brand new and last night they started talking about this group and i i didn't even hear their name enough to focus on it i didn't know what they were talking about and i didn't pick up on the name but it's a group that is they said extremely organized doing all the right things and what they're doing is that a group of people who have come together and are getting on the ballot in every one of the 50 states they're already doing it for the 2024 election but what they are is not republican and not democrat they're an independent group that is going to support people who they believe understand the true problems. And so this whole 2024 thing is going to be really convoluted if this organization, which I think is just a, another, another uh, advancement in this movement of the heart. There's something wrong. We've got to fix it that I can look at different events that have happened through my lifetime and say, oh, that's that same energy field that's moving people. What is wrong? So I've always, that's why I've always felt that there was a lot of discontent and a lot of questions being asked 
that would um, hopefully propel us in the right direction. And now, I mean, everything you see is looking yeah. like it's going in the right direction. What, Dolly? Can you hear me? Dolly? Walter, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. And Mona, you're here? Yep. Uh, Dolly is somehow or another disconnected herself, I think. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm just happy. Hello? Her icon is, her icon yes. is on. Are you, can you hear us, Dolly? Hello? We yes. Can. Hello? Yes, we can hear you. Can you oh, hear us? Oh, thank God. Yes, yes. Well, we've been hearing you right along. You just couldn't hear us. You have? Yes. Oh, for goodness sake. I'm telling you, that my internet has, it's, and it's not just the internet, it's the TV, it's just. So much is so going sorry on that we're not being told about with different dimensions and all other kinds of things. It's like, jeez. The vibrations are squirrely. Did you? No, you yeah. just you posted this uh, hidden third timeline. Did you look at it, Mona? Oh, yeah. What's it about? It's, it's about hidden timelines. <laughs> it's really good, actually. I tried putting it in the other chat, and these two fellas together are so positive. I mean, they'll bring out the crap that we're having shoved down our throats, but they explain it in such terms that a four-year-old could get it. I mean, it, th these videos are so good. It's from a guy named Insp he, It's Inspiration, I guess, is the name of it. But he's done so many. And the other guy's Frank Jacob. And basically, I just... I want to share. It doesn't mean I mean I, I'll probably play it for my show, so then I can rehear it. But there's just so much initiative going on about what we're not being told and how we're being directed without even knowing it. Go ahead. Well, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> well, I thought you were. Yeah, it's just. It's worth listening to, that's all I can say. Really. Because, I mean, that was how many hours ago? Heck, I've already had a day. <laughs> Nancy, were you going to play Janine? Judge? Janine? Yeah, I can play her. I have to take this down. Something weird happened when I put something up. Uh, I put the link to that third timeline video. Oh, up cool. In chat. Okay. And Janine, yes, we can do Janine. Let's see, Janine here. Uh, Janine, okay. Yeah, we kind of covered some of it, but it'll get you, it'll give you a lot more information. Well, it'll give you more information about the, um, uh, what you call it, the, the Biden crime family. And it was in Man in America was set full house and Judge Janine. 
ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Man in America. I'm your host, Seth Holhouse. So if you look around us today, especially with the court system and the judicial system, you see that there are two tiers. There's a tier of justice for them that they own that allows you know, people like Hunter Biden to commit really any crime he wants to and have no repercussions. And then there's the other system, which is indicting President Trump. It's keeping the January 6th prisoners locked away in hell holes there. And it's coming after we the people. And it's, look, I, I could, to be completely honest with all of you, I've had my times of saying, gosh, how do we possibly get out of this? And it's not going to be easy. But so joining us today is a face that you're probably very familiar with and a voice you're familiar with, and that is uh, Judge Janine. So this is Judge Janine Pirro who's joining us today and talking about from a legal perspective, you know, as a former DA, what can be done to save this country? Now, she was unable to join via video, so this is going to be an audio-only interview, as you've probably already uh, seen if you're watching the video. You see it's not a, not a video call. Um, so anyway, I think that you're going to enjoy this. Before we get started, though, folks, make sure you're following me across all the social media. And every show that we do is done as a podcast as well as a video uh, show. So if you want to listen, just go to your favorite podcast app and search for Man in America. All right, folks, let us, let us all jump into this interview with Judge Janine. So, Judge Janine, it is such a pleasure to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you. Of course, of course. So... You recently came out with a book called Crimes Against America, which is really detailing the crimes that we're seeing uh, really primarily in the Democratic Party against America. And if you look at what's happened to our country in the past couple of years between the open borders and the drug crisis and just everything happening, you can see that it's almost as if they're trying to destroy our country. And so I, I really, because I know you're a former district attorney and you've got a lot of expertise in this area. So I want to try to just break down what's happening and how we can fix it. And so from your perspective, you know, with the Biden administration specifically, what are some of the biggest crimes that you're seeing uh, being committed right now against America and really against we the people? Well, I wrote the book Crimes Against America, the left takedown of our republic, because I see America right now as a crime victim. I see uh, an assault on the foundations of our nation, on our institutions, uh, on everything that our founding fathers intended for us to be. That assault begins uh, with the First Amendment free speech, uh, the politically correct speech that started during the Obama administration that has kind of, you know, morphed into no speech uh, in terms of the press and the ability to communicate with each other during the 2020 election uh, when the laptop of Hunter Biden was squashed and any discussion of it was not allowed on social media platforms. I also talk about in the book the fact that uh, there is a breach of security uh, and our sovereignty uh, is at risk. We are no longer uh, a sovereign nation. We are little more than a global landing spot with benefits that anyone who demands entry is seemingly entitled to education, medication, housing, uh, and any other benefits, even cash. Uh, and that is as a result of the Biden administration's open border policy. That is not just a situation where people are being allowed in because they want, you know, you know, we, that we need a certain number of workers and all that. This is a uh, invasion. It is en masse. 
the Biden administration is complicit. And that's why I wrote Crimes Against America. I framed the book as an indictment with various counts, beginning with the breach of sovereignty and then going into aiding and abetting violent crime, complicit in the violation of free speech, as well as uh, the uh, takedown of our education system. The fact that during COVID, uh, it was the Biden administration that was giving billions to the American Federation of Teachers that uh, uh, had every metric to close schools and no metrics to open them. While the Catholic schools, the charter schools, the Lutheran schools were open. This is an intentional act where our children are suffering and have suffered and will continue to suffer in the global marketplace. Because the kids in China, where this virus came from, they were in school and they were studying quantum physics. The kids were studying in Russia, but the kids in America not allowed to go to school because the teachers were afraid. What was all that money for? Was it so that the unions could then kick back money to the Democrat Party, which is what they do? What was the money for if it wasn't to open schools? Why does it take billions to open schools when hospitals can be open and Lowe's can be open and, and Home Depot can be open? Come on, let's stop kidding each other. This was intentional. And when you talk about, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, it's, it's, it's a two-tier justice system. I mean, you mentioned a Hunter Biden. Look, if they had one one-thousandth of the information on that laptop on Don Jr., they probably would have hung him in the public square. Yet they're just completely going unscathed, and so and this really kind of you know gets to the next point. Which I really want to ask you because yes, if if the judges that sworn oath the Constitution, you know, if the justices, if if they were doing their duty to protect America, I would feel very comfortable and confident right now that you know the founders established a system that would help protect us from this, but. It, you know, if you look at even the response to the election in 2020 that came from you know, the, 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 the Supreme Court and at every level, to me, it just seems like we're living in this two-tier justice system that's completely been owned. And I don't know how to fix this. I mean, how do we even you know, with, the, with the massive list of crimes that, that you could easily put you know, Joe Biden behind bars for, for 10 lifetimes, if the judge is bought off or if, if it's a Hillary Clinton appointed judge, Nothing's ever going to happen, right? I mean, how do we how do we get ourselves out of this? Well, uh, uh, hopefully Hillary Clinton will not be in a position to ever appoint judges. But uh, the truth is that what you're talking about is the dual system of justice that Americans feel and see every day. Look, Hunter Biden uh, has been investigated by the Department of Justice for uh, over five years, this grand jury investigation. And I've been a prosecutor, a judge and a DA for over three decades I've run for office five times, so I know of what I speak here. Now, the, I could, during the course of this interview, I could actually write an accusatory instrument and charge Hunter Biden with a perjurious statement on a pistol permit application, which he then used. He lied on it. He perjured himself. And they then used that application to purchase a gun that ended up in a garbage can right near a school that was then retrieved by the Secret Service. Uh, Hunter Biden, uh, we all know, was a bag man. His father was a front man where they would do a, something in tandem when Joe Biden was the vice president. Joe Biden would wrap himself in the flag of the United States and all the prejudice and all the, the, the uh, prestige that goes along with it and talk about it fighting corruption. While at the same time, Hunter was a bag man at the back door collecting the cash. 
And he did that in Romania. He did that in Ukraine. And Joe Biden was stupid enough to actually admit to the American people that he went to the president in Ukraine and said, if you do not take down this prosecutor investigating this company that, by the way, my son is working for and getting $80,000 a month with no experience, uh, then we're not going to give you a billion dollars of American money. Joe Biden was leveraging our money, our taxpayer dollars, in order to benefit his family. Uh, and what we have seen is in one year, $10 million was made while he was uh, uh, during his vice presidency. Uh, and that money could not be put in one account, which is why they use so many different accounts uh, of the wife, the ex-wife, the lover, the daughter, the niece. The, the, I mean, it is an organized criminal enterprise with money laundering, lobbying in a foreign country, which you may recall Paul Manafort was incarcerated for and put in solitary confinement. He also owed two and a half million dollars that we know of in back taxes that a friend of his loaned. And um, that two and a half million dollars, anyone I know who's, you know, had back taxes of a million dollars is in jail. So uh, that is at the federal level. And the only way to fix that is to get a president who can put an attorney general in, who can fix the Department of Justice and the FBI and get the swamp out. Let's talk about the locals before I go. On the left, they have they have promoted defunding the police to the point where America is now a land of chaos and anarchy. And I talk about this in Crimes Against America. I talk about the fact that um, there is uh, not law and order anymore. The police are not in a position to defend us anymore. Vacuums are created all over the country because of the allegation that the uh, you know police are racist uh, serial murderers which, you know, is so far from the truth. It's cops who are getting killed all the time, uh, simply trying to do their job, being ambushed. I think one was just ambushed a couple days ago and killed. So um, the left in their social justice, defunding the police and cashless bail has put every American in danger. The left by promoting this agenda, this nonsense agenda that they can't even define of releasing everyone from jail and criminals convicted from prison is creating a dangerous scenario. And let me end by saying when I was a DA, one of the things that I did in a county where I kept getting elected and reelected and reelected again was I said to them, you need me to fight crime because when I fight crime, your businesses uh, can prosper. When I fight crime, your home values go up. And when I fight crime, you and your children are protected. And that's not what's happening. And so America has failed in its, its first order of government. And if you get my book, Crimes Against America, you can get it anywhere, Amazon, any bookstore right now. You can even get it on judgejbook.com. Uh, you will find all of the takedowns and an indictment uh, uh, laid out, a book laid out as an indictment with all of the crimes that they have committed against America as a crime victim. And so I have one final question for you. That's for the Americans that have lost hope in the justice system, the elections, and feel there's no way to fix what's happening to our country. What would you tell them? I would tell them, number one, to get the book. I would tell them that we can get this country back. You can see it in the book. They've got to be very cautious about who they vote for as DA. You don't want someone who's a Soros-funded DA, uh, DA like we have all over the country. They have been smarter than we have been. 
Uh, and Soros's name might not be on that on that uh, contribution list. But you want someone who is a former DA who knows how to prosecute crime. You've got to be you've got to be ever vigilant in school board elections to make sure that the ideology that has been forced on our kids is changed. Education is a local issue. You can be in charge of it. And you've got to make sure that the people that you elect for judges, if you're in a state where you do elect judges, are people who believe in the Constitution and whose history you know about. So all of this, uh, as well as electing someone who is in a position uh, to to take down some of these, these institutions that are destroying America, it's not too late. I have, I have I faith, and I also believe that what happened with Bud Light, what's happening with Target right now, is an indication that when conservatives come together and fight, and join together that we can make a difference. That's a, it's an important point to end on. And I, I thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you for what you're doing and for being a voice of reason out there. Uh, take care and God bless. Thank you. Thank you. There you go, Dolly. I like I her. like her. I do too. She tells it like it is, whether you like to hear it or not. I love the presentation she makes. <laughs> yes. yes. Here it is. <laughs> <laughs> and she I love the way she... judge. On, on uh, the five, I love the way she looks at that Jessica. When <laughs> Jessica says words that come out of her mouth that I can't believe she believes. <laughs> I, I think they pay her extra money to say stupid shit. Probably. It just, she can't believe what she says. But uh, I really like Janine. So, um, Walter, did you uh, did you like that clip? I don't know. I didn't understand what's the deal with Bud Light and Target. Well, a Bud Light I, I covered a little earlier ago when they used that. Um, yeah. The in, you know, well, in Target, what they did was they took Pride clothing and put it in the front of the store, and it was things like a place that you could put your penis to make you look like a girl in a girl's bathing suit. And like this, okay? Now for children. For children. Yes. So is she talking against it or in favor of it? Well, let me tell you the story here. Okay. So what happened was that it wasn't it wasn't just that, but it was that the guy that was doing a lot of the uh, designing was a Satanist, an open Satanist. And Target was premiering this showcase of all this pride, pride stuff and, you know, the weird stuff. And so the customers just stopped going there and Target took a tremendous financial hit and the same thing with uh, Bud Light they, they tanked they're you know they were the number one beer in the country and now nobody will touch it and she was referencing that kind of support when people come together and they say no that's that's gone too far and they just take their money away from it the there's no excuse. Uh. The excuse from Target 
was from, I believe, their president or somebody up there that said that they had been giving money to the, you know, all this transgenderism thing and, you know, like lots of money to them for the last few years. I don't know how, I don't remember how long it was. And so it's really one of those situations where if Target continues not just supporting this pride thing and, and subjecting their children to things that the children shouldn't see, that Target could lose even more people. Because, you know, there is, there's always Walmart until they do something stupid. Now, why, what's going on with Walmart? Why is uh, Walmart selling all its stock? What's going on there? They're selling their stock? What do you mean? Yeah, I, I saw, um, I, I forget because I keep getting so many things on the phone because of this Twitter thing, is that uh, people were saying, oh, we, we've got to look at the writing on the wall. The Walmart is selling all, the, all its stock. It's selling over $400 million of stock. So they figured that something's brewing because of that. So I don't, I don't understand anything about stocks. Well, they, they, may, they may be selling off to stocks to have the financial ability to buy out Target. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I hadn't heard anything about that. Well, so, so that thing uh, that you explained about Target is like that the uh, Bill Gates, well, I don't know if he's the original Bill Gates or he's long gone, but... At one point, remember, there was the controversy because Bill Gates hired this woman, Abramowitz, to be a spokesperson or a creative person for Microsoft, and she's an open uh, Satanist who had, uh, you know, all her, all her graphics, all her uh, artwork were like uh, uh, bloody skulls and goat's horns and whatnot. It's like uh, she was a, a, a satan, satanist, a Satan priestess or something like that. Well, so, uh, I, think he, I think he is, too. I mean, he's, <clears throat> he's nasty. I told you about my friend Mary. She, one of the last conversations I had with her because she, was, she passed of cancer, um, she was telling me about being one of these people that goes and listens to a new pro product being uh, touted and, and gives a feedback on it. And it turned out that she went and saw Gates presenting the computer before the computer was out there. And <laughs> telling about this, that, and the other thing and what it can do. And she said to him, you know, this is terrible. What you're ta talking about is control of people's minds. She knew right off the bat and confronted Gates. She lost her job, but she, you know, I was so proud of her. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> We're in the last two minutes, three minutes here. Anybody got anything that they'd like to pass on? I Don't. want to ask Mona. Mona, I didn't cut you off, did I? I was no. late. No, you didn't. Oh, good. So good. After, after we started listening to Janine, I, I think she was done, and then I started doubting myself. No, so, don't well, okay. Thank you, Mona. Okay, thanks for listening, everybody out there from me. Uh, don't forget love blankets. Please don't forget love blankets and anything else the individuals need. And I want to tell you, Jake is better. Thank you all for your prayers for your love blankets. 
I'm done. Walt? Oh, okay. Thank you for being here. Uh, it was a wonderful uh, uh, time for uh, to, to bring us up uh, on speed with all the things uh, that are happening. So thank you very much for being here. Have a good night. And Mona. Beware, be aware. That's all you can do is don't fall for crumbs when you deserve the whole piece. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, Mona can be heard 2 to 4 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, on freedomslips.net or org? Org. Org, okay. Revolution.radio, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, we'll see you next week here, too, Mona, I'm hoping. Well, yeah. Why we not, always, right? We always have a good time. Well, I don't know. Some people might find, find this information boring, but we try our best to be entertaining, as they say. So We I, do what we came to do. That's right. Talk. <laughs> uh, I'm looking for the... Where is it? There it is. Okay, here we go. Thanks, everybody. Be safe. See you on Tuesday. Say what? Say what radio show? With no agenda. It's always a surprise. But if we're not having fun, we're doing something wrong. <laughs>